الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه والتابعين لهم باحسان الى يوم الدين اما بعد ان شاء الله تعالى today we're going to take the last and final session on the explanation of the kitab صفه صلاه النبي written by Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين قال المؤلف رحمه الله ثم يجلس اذا كان في ثلاثيه او رباعيه للتشهد الثاني وهذا التشهد يختلف عن التشهد الاول في كيفيه الجلوس لانه يجلس متوركا والتورك له ثلاث صفات الصفه الاولى ان ينصب الرجل اليمنى ويخرج الرجل اليسرى من تحت الساق الرجل اليسرى اي الرجل اليسرى من تحت الساق ويجلس بالتي باليتيه على الارض والصفه الثانيه ان يفرش رجليه جميعا ويخرجهما من الجانب الايمن وتكون الرجل اليسرى تحت ساق اليمنى والصفه الثالثه ان يفرش الرجل اليمنى ويجعل الرجل اليسرى بين الفخذ والساق فهذه ثلاث صفات للتورك ينبغي ان يفعل هذا تارة وان يفعل هذا تارة اخرى الشيخ رحمه الله he now goes to when the person completes uh, the third rak'ah uh, if the prayer is a thulathiya or a uh, or a rubaiya so there's going to be two tashahhud now that's why he said ثم يجلس اذا كان في ثلاثيه او رباعيه للتشهد الثاني because if it's not a thulathi or or a rubai then there is no second tashahud there's only one tashahud which is only fajr okay the other four prayers are either three or four maghrib is only the three and the other ones are four so what do you do in the in the, in the second tashahud we've already explained what you do in the first tashahud the second tashahud the sit that you sit is uh, what the scholars call uh, tawarruk uh, so you sit mutawarrikan and the sheikh mentioned three uh, by the way what's mutawarrik it means basically when you uh, your your bottom sits on the ground you're not sitting on your left leg anymore and your leg still stands the same way so what you do is you sit you put your backside on the f- on the ground on the floor and your leg stands okay so that's what you do um and the sheikh mentions the tawarruk has three forms three ways the first one is that the person he antansib ar-rijl al-yumna wa tukhrij ar-rijl al-yusra min tahtisaq so you get your leg out of your left leg out of Uh, underneath your right leg that's standing so underneath it you bring out your left leg so you can see that okay that's fine uh, and you you sit on the ground and the right leg is that you're you're pulling it up like that very good uh, number two is an yafrisha rijlahu jami'an both of your legs you do farsh of it and you bring both of them out of the right side and you do ifsal of both of them okay 
uh, and the third one is only you do the far, uh, the farsh on specifically you only do it on your right side okay and we already took the way to do the farsh we already يعني, spoke about it before so there's no need to explain it now when the author said that's a view according to the scholars by the way okay uh, here most likely means taht okay the Arabs tend to use that like that if you look want to look more into it this issue of uh, this issue of bayna and taht and everything Sheikh Bakr Abu Zaid has a risala called La Jadida Fi Ahkam Salah. He explains the riwayat that mentioned taht uh, and the riwayat actually isn't bain. Uh, and he even, so he talks, he talks about it min haythur riwayat that the riwayat that says yani uh, bain is wrong and the riwayat that says taht is right. And also dirayatan he proves even if we accept those other narrations, Sheikh Bakr shows that the Arabs tend to use the word interchangeably. ثم يقرأ التشهد الأخير ويضيف على التشهد الأول اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد رواه البخاري ومسلم. So now the Sheikh Rahimullah in the last tashahud, you don't just do the tahiyyat which we already spoke about. You now do as-salah ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, this is additional. The first tashahud you don't do that. Okay, that's what the Sheikh he is mentioning and he told you the word. Of what you say, Allah Masalli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad, Kama Salaita ala Ibrahima wa ala Ali Ibrahima in Nakahamidun Majid, Allahumma Barik ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammadin, Kama Barakta ala Ibrahima in Nakahamidun Majid. That's the wording that Bukhari and Muslim both narrated. Now. وَيَقُولُ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمَ وَمِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَحْيَى وَالْمَمَاتِ وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَسِيحِ الدَّجَّالِ رواه مسلم ويدعو بما أحب من خير الدنيا والآخرة والتعوذ بالله من هذه الأربع في التشهد الأخير أمر به النبي, أمر به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كما ثبت ذلك في صحيح مسلم وقد ذهب بعض أهل بعض العلماء إلى وجوب التعوذ من هذه الأربع في التشهد الأخير وقال لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أمر به وكثير من الناس اليوم لا يبالي بها تجده, تجده إذا صلى عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مع أن الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم أمر بأن نستعيذ بالله من هذه الأربع وكان الطاووس رحمه الله تعالى وهو من التابعين يأمر من لم يتعوذ بالله من هذه الأربع بإعادة الصلاة كما أمر ابنه بذلك فالذي ينبغي لك ألا تدع التعوذ بالله من هذه الأربع لما في النجاة منها من السعادة في الدنيا والآخرة So after you've done the uh, 
salah on the Prophet والسلام, the person should seek refuge in Allah from three things. You say, Allah ma'udhu bika min adhabi jahannam. Oh Allah, seek refuge in you from the punishment of the hellfire. That's number one. Wa min adhabi al-qabri. And you also seek refuge in Allah from the, uh, from the adab of the qabr, the punishment of the grave. Wa min fitnati al-mahya wal-mamat. And the fitna of mahya, living and death. Okay, and last but not least, wa min fitnati al-masih al-dajjal. The Prophet sallallahu in some of the wordings that have come from him, he instructed it, alayhi salatu wasalam. He, sallallahu alayhi wasalam, he instructed it. Um, but it's not lil wujub, okay? Um, it's not lil wujub. Yani akhtaru ahli al-ilm, the overwhelming majority of the scholars are of the opinion that it's what? Sunnah, and that it's not wajib. But it's one of the greatest adhkar that can be said in the prayers, one of the greatest. And... Uh, you seek refuge, you're seeking refuge in Allah wa ta'ala from what? From fitnat al-masih al-dajjal. Al-dajjal al-akbar. Because there are many dajjajila. So you're seeking refuge in Allah wa ta'ala from the greatest of them all. Uh, and also, some of the scholars, they take from that. When a person says, وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَسِيحِ الْدَجَّالِ It's not only restricted to the, uh, the dajjal that's going to come out. Some scholars, they said, this also does encompass these little dajajila who are deceiving the people. They're seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the scholars that actually pushed that and actually said that, that, that it also encompasses that is Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in his kitab min Hajj al-Sunnah Nabawiyah. Okay? Uh, and also, if you go to the kitab Majma'u al-Fawaid by Shaykh Abdurrahman Nasir al-Saudi, he even strengthens that. That also, وَمِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَسِيحِ dajjal can also mean these Dajjajila who are deceiving the people. Okay? So, uh, it's, it's something you should say, brothers and sisters. We're living at a time when people are being deceived. Yani the word Dajjal in the Arabic language, it means to deceive someone. Okay? And uh, deception is taking place. Bawus ibn Kaysan, who is a student of Abdullah ibn Abbas, from the senior Tabi'een. Okay? Bawus ibn Kaysan, it, he used to, يعني, he used to command anyone who wouldn't say that these four, four isti'adha, or wouldn't make this adhkar, he would command them, he would instruct them to repeat the prayer. And it was mentioned that he once commanded his son, go pray again. He commanded him. So a person should make sure that they come with these four. Naam. وَبَعْدَ ذَلِكَ تُسَلِّمْ أَسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَعَنْ يَسَارِكْ Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa bihada tantahi salah The Shaykh rahimahullah after the person seeks refuge in Allah from the four that we just mentioned and then you beg Allah tabarak wa ta'ala for what you do then after that what do you say? You say salam 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 you're right and then you're left okay the way that it was transmitted from the Prophet to make the salams uh, and that which is right uh, is only two forms there are only two forms that you can make, you can leave the prayer, you can do the salams. The first one is that you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And you say, the other side you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. The second form is, Assalamu alaikum and Assalamu alaikum. Okay? Those are the two forms that have been transmitted, okay? Transmitted from the Prophet alayhi uh, nothing else has been transmitted from the Prophet You can find it in Sahih Muslim The first one is very common Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. It's very common. You can find that in Kutub al-Sihah, Kutub al-Masanid, Kutub al-Sunan. Okay? As for this barakatuhu and these ziyadat, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah in the first one and then the second one you say Assalamu alaikum. They're not transmitted from the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Those forms, lam yathbut alayhi nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam. And the person, brothers and sisters, as we mentioned in the hadith of Malik ibn al-Huayrith, that the Prophet sallallahu said, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni, usalli, pray the way you see me, pray. So everything you do, every little word that you utter, every little gesture, every little movement in the prayer, just stick to the sunnah of the Prophet Don't go look, look, don't look left or right anywhere else. Just stick to it. Has the Prophet done it? Yes, I'll do it. Has he not done it? I won't do it. Okay? So this, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, on your right, and the, the first one, and on the left, you just say, Assalamu alaikum. This is not transmitted from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Yes, that's what the Prophet said. Uh, uh, that's what you say. When do you say it? You say it when you turn your head. So, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Like in some people say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And it looks, that's also khilafu sunnah. That's also what? Khilafu sunnah. Looking at the qibla and saying it. No, it's, it goes against the sunnah. Yani this mawtin and tu'asira bayna al-qawli wal-fi'l. Your speech and action should be in line. You do it together, both of them. Okay? Um, naam. وَيَنْبَغِي لِلْإِنسَانِ إِذَا كَانَ يُحِبُّ أَنْ يَدْعُوَ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ أَنْ يَجْعَلَ دُعَاءَهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ يُسَلِّمْ أي بعد أن يكمل التشهد وما أمر به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من التعوذ يدعو بما شاء من خير الدنيا والآخرة ومن قال من أهل العلم إنه لا يدعو بأمر يتعلق بالدنيا فقوله ضعيف لأنه يخالف عموم قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم ليتخير من الدعاء ما شاء رواه البخاري ومسلم فأنت إذا كنت تريد الدعاء فدع الله قبل أن تسلم وبذلك نعرف أن معتاده كثير من الناس اليوم كلما سلم من التطوع ذهب يدعو الله عز وجل حتى يجعله من الأمور الراتبة والسنن اللازمة فهذا أمر لا دليل عليه والسنة إنما جاءت بالدعاء قبل السلام. الشيخ رحمه الله هي he points out two things. The first thing he points out is رحمه الله رحمة واسعة that the dua should يعني take place before the salams before the person says السلام عليك. All the types of duas are done. Whether it's dua asking Allah for the dunya or the hereafter. Or whether it's just dua asking for this dunya or dua asking for the hereafter. Yani, do it yani, before the salams. The second thing that the Shaykh Rahimullah mentions and he points out is that which is the best, yani, al-akmal, the completest form, is your dua being done before your salams. Okay? Um, and asking Allah wa ta'ala what you want. Okay, as for what some people do in their rawatib or their sunan or their nawafil, that they do salams, after that they raise their hands and they make dua. Some people do that, right? After the salah they finish, they raise their hands and they start making dua. Okay, 
That we say is khilafu sunnah, it's in opposition to the sunnah, right? Okay? Uh, because the sunnah is to make dua where? The sunnah is to make dua qabla salam, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, alayhi salatu salam, thumma liyakhtar min ad-du'a'i ma sha'a. The person should choose, okay? The person should choose their dua, uh, what dua they want to make, uh, after the, uh, of course, the salah on the Prophet then beg Allah Taala and ask him what you want. Walidhalika, brothers and sisters, every time a person innovates in the religion, a sunnah dies. What does that mean? It means the place you put that innovation in, you're killing a sunnah that's alive. So those people making dua after salah, raising their hands straight to after salah, and then say to Akhi, why are you stopping me for? tend to not make dua in the salah, in the tashahud. When they make the tashahud, salah on the Prophet ﷺ, the place where they should have made dua, where they're in the salah, where the Prophet clearly and categorically said to them, you can make dua and choose whatever dua you like. They leave that and they make the dua after, after the salah, which has no basis for it. Also raising the hands, even if you do make dua there, because there are some duas that the Prophet taught to Mu'adh ibn Jabal, when the Prophet said, Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi inni la'uhibbuk, fala tada'anna an taqula fi dubri kulli salah, Allahumma inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik. The scholars differed on what is meant by dubri kulli salah. The dubur here doesn't mean dakhil as-salah or kharij as-salah. There's a dispute, there's a niqash, no dispute, there's no argument, we can't deny that. But, whichever view you take, there's no evidence to prove that you made when you make these du'as, you know, say, Allah ma'ayni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik. Yani, raf'ul aidi, yani, it's not, there's no basis for that. Uh, so, understand that, inshallah ta'ala. La nafila wa la fard, you don't raise your hands. Okay, brothers and sisters. Um, and that's what's transmitted. Okay, now. Okay, brothers. The Shaykh Rahimahullah says something very powerful. Uh, it shows the insaf in the kalam of the Shaykh, right? Shaykh says, This is the description of the Prophet's prayer. That which we know. From the Sunnah of the Prophet. Again, he's, he's not doing what some people do, which is Hajr. Uh, sorry, Hajr. Uh, restricting everything to yourself and saying this is all it is. No, you get you, you haven't done isti'ab of uh, the sunnah of the Prophet in its totality. Okay? So the Shaykh has insaf in what he said even though he mentioned the most important things a person needs to know. Uh, also then the Shaykh Rahimullah pointed out ينبغي للإنسان أن يحرص على تطبيق ما ورد عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في كيفية الصلاة. The person should give a lot of importance to look at the sunnah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when it comes to how the Prophet prayed.
And a lot of the times, especially when you when you when you study fiqh and you mashallah ground yourself more, brothers and sisters go towards hadith al ahkam. Go to ayatul ahkam. Move away from the kalam of the fuqaha, which are based on no evidence. Remember, we today we meant in this book we mentioned so many views that mujarrad aqwalul fuqaha. It's baseless. There's no evidence they provide for it. Okay? So you leave those things. You stick to what you, the Prophet did, alayhi salatu Because why, brothers and sisters? Adillatul ahkam, once you studied madhab and you learned the furu'ul madhahib from the fuqaha and he gave you tasawwur of the masail, you remember every time you're studying a madhab book that these people are not infallible. They can do mistakes. They're open for mistakes. They can come with errors. The one that doesn't is the Prophet Ali, Allah Azza wa Jalla and his Prophet. So you stick to the thing that can be a hujjah for you. Reading a metan in a madhab is not a proof. And that's what we're seeing right now. The Maliki will come and say to you, Muhtasar al-Khalil says this. Shafi'i will come and say, is he minhaj? And he hakada. And then as though that there's a delay. This that's not the delay. So learn Nusus al in the Kitab and the Sunnah, in the issues, and that's what the Shaykh Rahimullah here is mentioning. Okay? And use the madhab as a stepping stone. Because the madahi books, the beauty about it, and the benefits that are in it, it gives you tasawwur. That's the beauty it has. It gives you understanding of things. You learn that the shurut of the salah is this much. Because they took it from the ayat and the hadith, right? And they brought it here for you. So sometimes they will say eight. But when you, you, are, you look, first you study and you say, this is eight, okay. Oh, there's ten. Okay, write it down. A few years later, you realize two of the shurut is not real. They're based on weak evidences. That you've come to the conclusion that they're weak. It might be authentic to them, but not to you. Because you've done your research, you've grounded yourself, you learned yourself. So you use the kutubul madahib as that stepping stone. Does that make sense? So it plays its role. It plays its benefits. Don't dismiss it. You'll benefit a lot from it from that perspective. So the Sheikh he mentions that giving importance to the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ when it comes to the Salah and how to pray. One of the greatest books that are out there that are really strong in that regard, very strong, Allahumma Barik, is based on a lot of evidence, is Sheikh Al-Bani's Kitab Sif Salat al-Nabi. But even he himself is not Masul. There are issues we mentioned last year when we were explaining, we said we don't agree with him on these issues as well. Ma'ajalalati wa ilmi. But the beauty about that kitab, the beauty about it, is that he bases everything on evidence. So when you disagree with the Shaykh, you're either going to disagree with him on the authentication of a narration, or the way he extracted the ruling from it. It's one of the two you're going to disagree with him on it. But it's not that he hasn't given his reasons why he's come to his conclusion. Like in Kutub al-Malahibs, you, you don't tend to see that, how they've extracted the issue from the hadith or ayah. You don't see where they got it from, and where it came from. So that kitab is very good. I'll encourage students of knowledge to read it. And, of course, not everything is going to be agreed upon in there as well. Now. وأهم شيء بالنسبة للصلاة بعد أن يجري الإنسان أفعاله على السنة فيما أراه هو حضور القلب لأن كثيرا من الناس الآن لا تتسلط عليه الهواجس والوساوس الهواجس والوساوس إلا إذا دخل في الصلاة بمجرد ما ينتهي من صلاته تطير عن وهذه الهواجس والوساوس 
والله أعلم وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. The Sheikh Rahimullah pointed out something very important here, a great matter, Allah, which is حضور القلب, bring your heart present. Allah تبارك وتعالى ودري سيدنا القرآن يا بني آدم خذوا زينتكم عند كل مسجد. The word كل مسجد here means a كل صلاة, every prayer. The people, when you hear the ayah, Ya Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjidin. What do you, what, 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 what does a lot of us understand from the ayah? Khudu zinatakum, what do you understand from it? Satrul awra. Ha, you understand from it as zinatil zahira, right? Ha, that's what many people understand from it. That's a deficient understanding in the word zina. Zina in the Arabic language also falls under zinatul batin. Beautifying your, your inner self. And the first thing Ibn al-Qayyim mentions in his Madarij al-Salikin that falls under the zinatul batila is what? Hudur al-Qalb, the presence of the heart. So this ayah, Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum. The same thing is with the word tahara. When people hear, Akhi, I'm doing tahara, what do you understand from it? Al-taharatu, al-zahira, right? Rarely people understand from it, al-taharatul batila, right? The heart, and the purification of the heart. Not many people understand it. So the person, brothers and sisters, before you enter your salah, يعني be a person who adorns himself outside and inside. Think about these moments that you're standing in front of Allah wa ta'ala. Come with khushu'. Okay? And ask Allah wa ta'ala that he gives you the ability to have khushu' in the prayer. Once you come with that, brothers and sisters, wallahi, the truth of the matter is, you're going to be from those people Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala said, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Success for the believers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who have khushu' in the prayer, brothers and sisters, what are they? What do they have? Success. In this world and, the, and in the hereafter. So that's the آخر التعليق والشرح على الكتاب صفة صلاة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم written by العلامة ابن عثيمي رحمه الله I ask Allah Taala that He bestows His never-ending mercy onto Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al the way He benefited this Ummah. Um, I also ask Allah Taala He uh, allows us to follow everything we learned from the book uh, and gives us Subhanahu wa Taala the strength to adhere to the uh, evidences and the proofs. And may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala forgive me for any mistakes or shortcomings or errors I might have come with whilst I was uh, talking and always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is f Allah and his messenger are free from any of my mistakes or shortcomings in what I have said uh, we've now finished the kitab inshallah ta'ala it's over uh, we've got one more kitab left uh, which we're going to start tomorrow inshallah ta'ala uh, I'm going to stop here inshallah ta'ala subhanakallah wa bihamdi ashadu wa la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayh if you have any questions you can ask inshallah ta'ala. Someone says, what's the best way to move one's index finger during the, uh, the complete tashahud? Ustad, can you show it physically? So, moving the finger, there's dispute amongst the scholars, it's, it's authenticity. Like in that which my heart is more inclined to is that it's authentic to move it. So when the person moves it, remember we spoke about how you grab your finger? You can either grab the middle finger like that, and do it like that. And you can do it like, or you can grab all three of those fingers 
and grab it with your, 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 your small finger. The way you move the finger, brothers and sisters, okay, is uh, with, with, with speed in one position. So you, you don't go up and down like that. That's not what you do. So you stay in one position and you move it fast like that. You just move it like that. Kind of you that's what it means. Like in that, if this is not kind of you that's al khafd wal rafd. That's wrong. Stay in one place and just keep moving it fast. That's how Sheikh Al Albani explained it to be. Okay. What is meant by make, making dua before the salams? In which position do we make dua? Is it in the last sujood before saying the tashahud? No, in the tashahud as well. In the sujood, you make يعني, as much dua as you, as you want. Okay, in the, in the tashahud. Uh, in the sujood. Every sujood, this is the closest time you, you, that you are to Allah, so you, you, you increase in the dua that you make. But... Um, here we were referring to is in the tashahud. We were specifically talking about the dua that you make in the tashahud after you've recited the uh, salah on the Prophet والسلام, and you seek refuge in Allah from the four things that we mentioned, then you, you make as much dua as you, you want. During the show, do you have to, do you move the index finger swiftly or slowly? You can do whichever you want. If you want to make it still, you can. And if you want to move it, you can. No problem. Uh, Ustad, hope you're in uh, Iman and health. Ibn Sirin says that looking at the finger whilst reciting tashahud or tahiyyat is weak. What's the strongest opinion? We mentioned already where you should look at. Okay, just inshallah ta'ala, you can look at your place of sujood inshallah ta'ala. And the finger, if you want to, no problem. The fuqaha, a lot of them mentioned it, uh, that as well. Ustad, me and my cousins were planning to go out to do an activity. But it fell on the same day as my birthday. I don't celebrate it at all. Only realize it's the same day after sorting things. Is it okay? Of course it's okay. Of course it's okay. If you don't care about what day it is and it falls out on your birthday, no problem. And I, I don't think about it. But I'm sure if I sit down and I was to look at it, maybe there was a day I did something on my birthday, not knowing. What is... Prohibited is intentionally trying to do something because it's your birthday, okay? Because Muslims don't celebrate birthdays. And what is there to celebrate about your birthday? That you're getting closer to your grief? That you're going to pass away sooner than you were a year ago? There isn't anything to celebrate about that.
uh, if the Imam uh, prays fast and we only have time to say Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim or Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la once, is this sufficient? And what if we do not have time to make dua in sujood? Follow the Imam inshaAllah ta'ala and make a basic uh, dua inshaAllah ta'ala. But also next time, request for the Imam to either, re- re- if he's doing it a lot, to repl- be replaced by another Imam or uh, to pray, pray somewhere else if the Imam is going too fast. Assalamu alaikum. May Allah preserve you and be pleased with you. What is the strongest view towards step siblings? Can they be alone and embrace, hug like actual siblings? May Allah uh, bless you. So when you say step siblings, you mean uh, a father had a previous wife, children from that, and he married a woman who previously had children, and those children meet, right? That's, that's, is, that, is that the step-siblings? Is that it? Ha. Those children are nothing to each other, they can get married. They're not mahrams. No. Um, Ustad, what's the best way to move the index finger? Please show physically. I already showed it. You, this is how you do it. I've already, I've just shown it. It was the first question I answered, I think. Your finger's like this, and you move it fast, like in that one place. So if it's on the ground, you do this. You don't go up and down like that. You don't wiggle it around circles. and No, no, just in one place, just go fast like that. No. May Allah bless you, Ustad. Allahumma ameen. I'm expecting and I'm always tired and feel too heavy for my feet. I pray fard standing, but sunnah and qiyamah sitting. Is it okay or should I exert myself uh, in standing for all prayers? It, it, look at your ability, inshallah ta'ala. The hadith of Imran ibn Hussein, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Salli qa'iman fa'illam tastati fa'qa'idan fa'illam tastati fa'ala jambin. And you try to pray standing up if you're able to. If you're not, then sit down. If you're not able to sit down, lie on your side. So it's all in accordance to your ability, inshallah ta'ala. For how long should the uh, Imam keep a pause after reciting Surah Al-Fatiha? The Imam is, shouldn't pause after reciting Fatiha. There, isn't the, there is no pause there. It was not narrated from the Prophet that there was any pause. Shawkani explains that in his Naylul Awtar and Shaykh al-Bain pushes that as well. Um, there, isn't no, there is no evidence to show after the Fatiha that there is a pause.
Ustad, may Allah reward you with khair immensely. Allahumma ameen. If a woman has to pray at a place where none mahrams can see her, but she is in complete uh, shara'i pada, is that okay? Situation like in hospital. And yes, if salah comes in and she has to pray, she has to pray. She has to pray, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, Ustad. Do you recommend is it to gain knowledge from uh, IOU University? I haven't heard anything negative from it. Uh, the IOU, Islamic Online University. I haven't heard anything negative of it. Uh, I've heard good things from people. Uh, what has reached me has been good and positive. So... Uh, Based on what I've heard, I, I don't know anything bad. I don't know anything bad. Also, I, I did last time request, please, if people can stop asking people's names and mentioning people's names, and please, let's let's focus on principles and, 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 and beneficial knowledge that you need to understand, inshallah ta'ala. Please, I, I kindly request people don't mention names. Don't mention people's names, please. Let's just stick to the masail, the questions that you have, the fiqhi issues, the aqidah issues. If you have a point that you want, don't mention the name, just ask the question. And we will answer that based on that, inshallah ta'ala. Is my salah valid if Imam goes to goes to and raises from Rukur before I can finish Surah Fatiha? If it happens that the Imam, Imam raises his head from the Rukur before you could sorry, if the Imam goes to Rukur, sorry, before you can read Fatiha, you have to follow the Imam and bring that rak'ah back because you never read Fatiha. But you have to follow the Imam. Should the feet be tightened tighten together on Saf? Yes. The legs should be uh, tightened together. Okay? And they stick together. That's how the Sahabas uh, understood it, inshallah ta'ala. Okay? Assalamu alaikum, Ustad. Is drawing faces without eyes okay? Yes, it is. There's nothing wrong with that. So if the person doesn't draw the f the face, you can't. Don't draw. Don't draw the eyes, the nose, or the mouth. Don't draw a face. Just draw everything else other than the eyes, the nose, and the face. Inshallah, Taala. Um, may Allah bless you all. Inshallah, Taala. I'm going to let you guys go. Inshallah, Taala. Now. 
um, I will, inshallah ta'ala, see you guys tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. We'll take the Adhkar Kitab tomorrow, and then we'll finish the Kitab early, so I'll take all your questions then, inshallah ta'ala. Um, I'll answer your questions more tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala. Um, barakallahu feekum, brothers and sisters. Jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.